Lord, we thank you that you are here with us today, that you inhabit our praises, that as we lift your name on high, uh, you, are, you are exalted. You are exalted, O oh Lord. And that is our desire that in all things in our lives that you are exalted. We desire to have your word come forth with anointing today. We, we ask for that to, to be placed upon all the operations of, of this uh, this podcast, uh, this this lesson today, that what you are sending out will not go out void, but will reach the hearts of, of those that that are in need of it today. Um, what I'm looking at, I think, is in in need in uh, in the church. Maybe maybe not throughout the world. I just you know I'm familiar with here. But we've, we've been going through a, a time that has been difficult where, where there's been isolation and enforced isolation by, uh, by, by the government, um, by uh, illness that, that we, we don't want spread. <clears throat> but there, there are three three figures in, in the Bible that that I see as as the rebuilders of of God's people as as uh, as times called for it as as people of God were living in shame and those out there who um, are so hard and steadfast against your word, um, try in every way to to shame us and make the difficult make building uh, a difficult thing. The first one, and and they all have some things in common. The first one is that great lawgiver Moses, who who lived um, and was born in Egypt, taken in by Pharaoh's daughter, raised as a prince. Um, but there, there was something working within him. It was God that he was, he was to be the one to lead his people out of the bondage of Egypt. Um, Hebrews 11. Twenty-four and twenty-five. By faith, Moses, when he was come to his to uh, maturity, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing instead to suffer affliction with the people of God, than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. Um, that Moses is the first one that exhibits this. The, the second. Person and and we'll deal mostly with with him today. The second one is is Nehemiah, whose people were in exile and thus in, in shame, and but he, as we'll see, had a position within the court uh, where he served of cupbearer which was a very high and, and high position within that particular uh, um, uh, kingship, whatever I was right at that time. <clears throat> but he decided that when he saw and heard about the problems that God's people were having in, Ju- in Judah and the disrepair of the walls of the city that he decided that that he did not want that he would take the risk of approaching the king and saying I want to go take care of this business he could have stayed and uh, where he was and been quite quite comfortable but he did not choose the comfort he he chose to to take uh, on leadership of rebuilding 
um, of, of Judah, of, of the walls of Jerusalem. And the third one, of course, is Jesus Christ himself. No one could have been in a better, better situation than sitting at the right hand of the Father and fully, fully God. Um, but he chose to come down and suffer for us. Now, all three of these had a great passion for their people. Moses, um, Moses uh, was, there were times when God was ready to destroy this ungrateful people. And Moses stood up for them. Um, otherwise, they would have raised up somebody else from, for Moses to, to bring into the promised land. Nehemiah um, had, had such a passion when he heard, well, I really should read that first chapter maybe before I go on to the other things, but um, Nehemiah, first chapter. Nehemiah is right there by one of his helpers, Ezra, if you, <laughs> you're having trouble finding it. <laughs> All right. The words of Nehemiah, the son of Hachaliah, it came to pass in the month of Chislu, in the 20th year, as I was in Shushan, the palace, that Hanani, one of my brethren, came, he and certain men of Judah, and I asked them concerning the Jews that had escaped, which were left of the captivity, and concerning Jerusalem. And they said to me, the remnant that are left of the captivity there in the province are in great affliction and reproach. The wall of Jerusalem also is broken down, and the gates thereof are burned with fire. And it came to pass when Nehemiah heard these words that he sat down and wept and mourned certain days and fasted and prayed before the God of heaven. We see his passion, his sincerity for what was going on there. The, the, the knowledge that somebody had to do something, just as Moses had had in Egypt. And I said, Nehemiah said, I beseech thee, O Lord God of heaven, the great and majestic God that keeps covenant and mercy for them that love him and observe his commandments, let your ear now be attentive and your eyes open that you may hear the prayer of your servant, which I pray before thee now day and night for the children of Israel, your servants, and confess the sins of the children of Israel, which we have sinned against thee, both I and my father's house of sin. We have dealt corruptly and have not kept the commandments, nor the statutes, nor the judgments, which you commanded your servant Moses. Remember, I beseech thee, the word that you commanded your servant Moses, saying, If you transgress, I will scatter you abroad among the nations. But if you turn unto me and keep my commandments and do them, though they, there were of you cast out into the uttermost parts of the heaven, yet you will, I will gather them from thence, and I will bring them into the place that I have chosen to set my name there. Now these are thy servants and thy people, these that have, are suffering in Judah and, and in Jerusalem, whom thou hast redeemed by thy great power and by thy strong hand. Lord, I beseech thee, let the, now thine ear be attentive to the prayer of the, thy servant and the prayer of thy servants who desire to fear thy name and prosper. I pray thee, thy servant this day, and grant him mercy in the sight of this man, the king. For I was the king's cupbearer. We see the passion of Nehemiah, the, the prayer that, that he, he lifted unto the Lord. 
um, knowing that that was where his help would come from, that the Lord would be the one that would grant him favor. Um, We see that he fasted. He mourned even. This was so heavy on his heart. Now, Jesus also showed such great passion in in the way he taught and lived here and the passion of going to the cross um, so that we could be redeemed, so that his people could come out of their shame and into his glorious light. They both, all three of these had faith in Almighty God and they believed the promises. Jesus, it was easy because he knew <laughs> knew his father and the promises were true. Um, but still, what he had to do was, was the most difficult. Okay, and in chapter 2, we see that, that he is asking the king... And he said to the king, verse 5, If it please the king, and if your servant has found favor in your sight, that you would send me unto Judah, unto the city of my father's sepulchres, that I may build it. And the king said unto me, For how long will your journey be, and when will you return? So he, he gave him a time, and it pleased the king to send him. And he also asked the king for favor for the trip, which the king granted him. Um, Nehemiah was able to do this because the king had such a relationship with Nehemiah that that he could recognize. Um, not all kings are very good at recognizing the the pain that other people around them have because they're so used to people serving them. Um, but he he recognized this in Nehemiah and and uh, was wanted to give him favor. Now he traveled. Nehemiah traveled. And came to the governor beyond the river and gave them the king's letters. Now, verse 10, when Sambalat the Horonite and the Tobiah the servant and the Ammonite heard of it, it grieved them exceedingly that there was come a man to seek the welfare of the children of Israel. When you've come to do a great work, when you've come to rebuild where things have been destroyed, there are going to be those that are going to um, not want to see that happen. They profit in their minds by, by the other ones being down and not becoming all that they can be. They profit by these things and, and therefore, therefore they, they oppose you. Um, yeah, it's, I've underlined here in verse 12, I didn't tell any man what God had put in my heart to do. Again, emphasizing this was something put in Nehemiah by God, put into his heart. He examined the damage um, and returned and addressed the rulers and nobles He said, you see the the distress that we are in, how Jerusalem lies in waste and the gates thereof are burned with fire. Come and let us build the wall of Jerusalem that we may no more, that we be no more a reproach or a shame. If we're going to, to get beyond, if we're going to get beyond the, the shame and the isolation, um, we're, we're going to need to develop n- new leaders. 
in the in this country. New spiritual leaders. Leaders that have a passion for the people. If they don't have a passion for the people, they have no business being in that leadership. Nehemiah, Moses, and Jesus had a passion for the people. If if they don't seek God and follow what God is telling them, then their leadership will be hollow. Not hallowed, hollow. Because it, it is being done in their own strength and not with God. And verse 18, Then I told them of the hand of my God, which was good upon me, and the king's words, Let us rise up and build. So they strengthened their hands for this good work. But when our old buddies Sanballat and Tobiah uh, and Jeshem the Arabian heard it, they laughed us to scorn and despised us. What is this thing that you will do? Will you rebel against the king? When you're setting out on a great work for God, there will be the enemies that ridicule you. Um, They serve their father, the devil, which they have bought into his lies. Um, Hopefully they can be turned around. And um, in, in the case of Nehemiah, these, particularly Tobiah, anyway, did not get turned around. Um, He remained a problem through the end. And then I answered them and said to them, The God of heaven, he will prosper us. Therefore, we, his servants, will arise and build. But you, these three that were ridiculing them, but you have no portion, nor right, nor memorial in Jerusalem. You can't let those that would ridicule you and say, including the voices that try to come to you, that that say um, the project that you're trying is too big for you, the project that you're trying is um, not accomplishable. Um, I think at one point they said even a fox would tear down the walls that they were building. Um, But if God is in it, and you continue to seek him, he will cause you to prosper. It is God who always causes us to triumph and not ourselves. All right, in chapter 3... And I think you'll appreciate this, Kaskile, from things that we've talked about. Um, we have people from every walk of life that are laying their shoulders to the burden. They are involved. He has got the people involved. His passion has 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 been something that that inspires. And so, therefore, we have goldsmiths. We have everybody but, I I noticed in here, where did I underline that? Ah, yeah, verse 5. But their nobles put not their necks to the work of their Lord. Yeah, you'll have those that are think they're too good. That that maybe you're stepping on some authority they want, or taking away from what they have, and so they're too good to put their shoulder to the work. Um, I don't think that's the problem in this church. I think that the problem is that that people um, have not felt qualified enough to take on different tasks that could help out that they could do more 
and, and are being held back and doing less. Mostly by, by feelings of that not being good enough. And that, my, my listeners, those who are here today, those who are listening on the podcast, that is an absolute lie of the devil. If God is with you, who can be against you? You have to remember the promises of God. And he says that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. And that you are accepted in the beloved. Yeah, yeah, but, but, but I, 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 I screwed up and, oh, 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 Moses, I stuttered. Um, I can't do this. No. If God is for you, no one can be against you. Um, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. All those who rise up against you will fall. I, we will not fear, Kaskili, what the devil will bring us, because we are the servants of God. And I know you believe that. All the stuff that's, that you're going through. I know that, that you know that you are, that is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and thus we are. So, we need to get more, more people involved and doing their part. When the passion was there, even when they were uh, being attacked along the wall, the people took up, took up the arms and worked with the one hand and held the arms in the other. They were able to withstand the enemy. And we put on our I full armor to, of God, and, chapter six and we, we take up our arms, the now things to that, pass that we have Sambalat been given to work Tobias, with, the blood of the Jesus, Arabian, the word of God, the of prayer, enemies, praise, the enemies worship, have built a little worship a little of the right thing, not too. worship of the problem, mm. not worship yeah, of your fears, not worship the of darkness. your inferiority, but worship and, of our God. that I had built the wall. And there was not a breach left therein. He built the wall, him and, him and the people. He, he didn't build the wall. God's inspiration, his passion, and the work of all of the people together built the wall, put up the gates. Well, at that time, I had not set up the doors upon the gates. Okay, so I'm getting a little ahead of myself. That Samballat and Jeshem said unto me, Come, let us meet together in some one of the villages in the plain of Ono. But they thought to do me mischief. Some of the cities in Egypt just have such humorous names as we look at them in English. Because the name, uh, the plain of Ono, um, tells, tells uh, Nehemiah what he should say. Oh no. <laughs> no, we're not doing that. <laughs> but um, he sent messengers back to them saying, I am doing a great work so that I cannot come down. Why should the work cease while I leave it and come down to you? And yet they sent me four times after this sort, and I answered them after the same manner. Moses, Nehemiah, and Jesus had their focus on the great work that they had come to perform. Moses to lead the children of Israel into the pro out of bondage and into the promised land. Uh, Nehemiah to rebuild Jerusalem. Jesus to rebuild a a Jewish nation that was um, losing its focus because they were under um, leadership that were they that were not of them. They were under that authority. They even tried to send a false prophet, or they paid off a prophet to give a prophecy. Um, to get Nehemiah to come down from the work that he was doing. 
But again, Nehemiah did not fall for it. He said, My God, think thou upon Tobiah and Sambalat according to these works, and the prophetess Noadiah, and the rest of the prophets that would have put me in fear. There's that dirty four-letter word again. And Jeremiah or Nehemiah refused to bow down to that, that idol of fear. Verse 15, So the wall was finished in the twenty and fifth day of the month, Elo, in fifty and two days. So the rebuilding gets done. The Moses, in his case, um, did not enter the promised land himself, but he had prepared uh, a successor to lead them in. And that successor was one that uh, did not leave his side, um, and that was Joshua. But that was an extension of what, what Moses had started. And the work was finished. After the wall was finished, then they, they started to, to set up more normal worship. Um, they reinstituted the Feast of uh, Tabernacles, um, where they dwelled in, in booths. Um, they they reinstituted, at that time, Jesus had not come, they reinstituted sacrifice and things that had not been done for years. For they had found written in the law which the Lord had commanded Moses that the children of Israel should dwell in booths in the feast of the seventh month. Seventh month. Now on the 24th day, of this month, the children of Israel assembled at chapter 9 with fasting, with sackcloth, and earth upon them. And the seed of Israel separated themselves from all strangers and stood and confessed their sins and the iniquities of their fathers. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> And they stood up in their place and read in the book of the law of the Lord their God one-fourth part of the day. Hmm. Well, it's been a while since I've seen people that had the passion put into them enough that they would read six hours a day. (laughs) And another fourth part, they confessed and worshipped the Lord their God. The Lord is God. Verse 6, thou, art, thou even thou art Lord alone. Thou hast made heaven, the heaven of heavens, with all their hosts, the earth and all the things that are therein, the seas and all that is therein, and you preservest them all, and the host of heaven worships thee. You are Lord, the Lord, the God who did choose Abram and brought him forth out of Ur of Chaldees and gave him the name Abraham and found his heart faithful before thee. You saw the affliction of our fathers in Egypt and heard their cry by the Red Sea. They went through, as, as so often you, you'll see where, where um, what the Lord has, had done through the ages was recanted, told over over again, so that they would remember it because they had been negligent in that. Um, hopefully we won't continually continue uh, being a people that doesn't keep on telling what the Lord has done for us so that we can pass these things on to our children uh, because that's where the negligence of keeping these things in front of them um, does its damage. Not only do we lose something, but our children do. Okay, I didn't have that highlighted in blue.
um, chapter 8, verse 10. Well, let's start with 9. Nehemiah, which is the Tershatha, and Ezra the priest, the scribe, and the Levites that taught the people said unto all the people, This day is holy unto the Lord your God. Mourn not, nor weep, for all the people wept when they heard the words of the law. Some for knowing how much they'd failed it. Some for remembering the glory of, of, the, of Jerusalem before this. Then he said unto them, Go your way, eat the fat, drink the sweet, and send portions to them whom nothing is prepared. For this day is holy unto our Lord. Neither be you sorry, for the joy of the Lord is your strength again. Yeah. <laughs> the joy of the Lord is our strength, and it will continue to be. I think that was the subject a couple weeks ago. <laughs> the joy of the Lord is our strength the abiding joy, and many other um, types of joy that were in that lesson. He sealed the covenant with the leadership. And in chapter 10, he decided how the area would be populated in chapter 11. I highlighted this next part because you all know how important I think this area is. The overseer, verse 22 of chapter 11, the overseer also of the Levites at Jerusalem was Uzi, the son of Bani, and the son of, uh, on and on, of the sons of Asaph. You might notice wrote some of the, uh, the Psalms. The singers were over the business of the house of God. Over the business of the house of God. That's how important they thought that those singers, the praisers, were to, to uh, the functioning of God's people and the success of God's people. Um, and I like verse 43 also here. Also that day they offered great sacrifices and rejoiced, for God had made them rejoice with great joy. The wives also and the children rejoiced, so that the joy of Jerusalem was heard even afar off. Yeah, what did we say that couple weeks ago? One of the purposes of the joy of the Lord being our strength is so that it is heard afar off, so that it influences people. It influences people that uh, know the Lord and are in need of having that, that touch right then. Uh, but more so, it goes out to those people that don't know him because they see that strength that we have and that joy that we have and that we are not overtaken or lose our joy because of the things that, that try to um, be a burden upon us. Now, the, the last thing, once you have rebuilt um, a church, a nation's, uh, the nation of, of Jesus Christ within this country, um, and around the world even, once you have rebuilt those things, then we see problems that arise in chapter 13. And, yeah, I looked, had to look back at this because I thought, verse 4, well, let's start with verse 3. Now it came to pass when they had heard the law that they separated from Israel and all the mixed multitude. So that was a good thing. Okay. These good things are happening. And before this, Eliashib, the priest, He's the first one that's mentioned in those recruited to build the wall. Having the oversight of the chamber of the house of our God had allied himself to Tobiah, the enemy, 
the one that wanted to see them destroyed. He had allied himself to this person. And so you, you have to be careful of the, the poison that will try to creep in and destroy what God is doing after it's completed. Um, you have to be, as Nehemiah was, discerning as to what was going on around him. He had prepared for him a great chamber with offerings and vessels. And, yeah, he was, he was taking care of this guy that wanted to destroy them. For what? Well, what does, what does God say the root of all evil is? The love of money. Tobiah had paid him off. Verse 8, And it grieved me sore, therefore I, I cast forth all the household stuff of Tobiah out of the chamber. Verse 10, And I perceived that the portions of the Levites had not been given them. For the Levites and singers that did the work were fled every one to his field. Um, Levites, Levites were ones that did a lot of the service of the church. Um, they were intended to be taken care of. Um, but those resources weren't coming in or being given to them. You need to make sure to reward your workers. Verse 15, In those days saw I in Judah some treading wine presses on the Sabbath and bringing in sheaves and lading donkeys, as also wine, grapes, and figs, and all manners of burdens which they brought into Jerusalem on the Sabbath day. And I testified against them in the day wherein they, they sold victuals. There dwelt men of Tyre, also therein which brought fish and all manners of wares, and sold on the Sabbath day under the children of Judah and in Jerusalem. Then I contended with the nobles and said unto them, What evil thing is this that you do and profane the Sabbath day? They had gotten into the bad habits um, of, of allowing selling on the Sabbath day, of allowing work that, was not, had, that did not have anything to do with just maintaining things. Um, these had to do with convenience. And, you know, I... I saw the days that were very few places would be open on Sunday, maybe some restaurants and, and things like that that would serve the people after church and, and that sort of thing. I saw those days when, when those were not the things that were done. That, but now, now we're bowing down to convenience and taking the Sabbath day and using it as is convenient to us. Remember last week we did the Ten Commandments. Keep the Sabbath holy. And separate that, uh, that day unto God. Today it's, it's a day of going home and watching football games. Um, not so much this year maybe. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody who depend God. Okay. It's 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 actually six thirty on Wednesday. I'm not sure. Okay, okay. but and, we and probably were a few minutes over that. Yeah, because it's seven twenty twenty five, and I like to contribute for your topic which you are preaching or teaching. I don't know. And I invite but, that. Yeah, yeah. Co no, no. Just continue. When you stop, I can add maybe two okay. minutes. Okay. Yeah, maybe two minutes because the time I see is 726 yeah. now. Yeah, I, mm -hmm. I got a feeling that's not going to go till 8 o'clock. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, verse 23. In those days we also 
also saw Jews that had married women of Ashdod and Ammon and of Moab. And their children spoke half in the speech of Ashdod and could not speak in the Jewish language, but according to the language of each people. Um, Nehemiah had to contend with them and turn them from, from um, marrying the foreign wives as, as uh, also set Solomon off of the, the direction that, that he was intended to go as he took in the things of, of, uh, of, of his pagan wives and allowed those things to influence him. And that's why we try to um, have our relationships with, uh, particularly in marriage, with those that are of like faith. Because the, the wives, if they are not of like faith, are going to influence you and take you in um, directions that are not necessarily godly. And they might be might take away from your destiny in Jesus. Did, did you have something now that you wanted to, to add, Kaskili? Okay. But, you know, we're, we're in this nation, in the Christian nation. We're going to be replacing a lot of leadership that's older. Um, there aren't going to be... Jack Hayford, maybe for very long, or or Don Lyons, or um, <clears throat> people. Billy Graham has passed on. Kenneth Hagan has passed on. Um, we need people that are going to step up. Young, younger people that are going to step up and have that passion for what God has called them to do, and not not be set off by the things that tell them they're too little. Um, you'll never build this wall, you'll never build this church, you'll never build, um, you'll never be able to fulfill what God is, is telling you to do. Um, we need that kind of leadership to arise within the church here in, in, in this country, um, in the local churches. We need to find those type of people. If we're choosing a pastor, we need to find somebody with passion and who knows the Word of God. And um, Dola, she had a great passion for uh, Rock House Kids. She did a terrific job over the years of that because she had that passion for that, and she she uh, was a great leader of that. Um, We'll see where God is leading her from, from here. Ready now? Yes, I'm ready. Okay, go ahead. Thank you so much. Um, I appreciate for your permission. Um, I heard what you are talking about. Like I understand that you are talking about leadership. To me, I understand that this is leadership. Um, who is a leader? And why God can choose some leaders. A leader is a person who are able and capable to do what God wants him to do. You talk about Moses, Jesus, and Nehemiah. Moses, he managed the work of God. One, because God, he teached him for 30 years. He was just building or teaching him so that he can become a person who are mature spiritually and physically, like you said, patient. If you are a patient person, you can manage something spiritually. A person who are not, who don't have patience, means is not yet be able, capable. Now, as Moses, because he was nothing spiritually, God, he built him or he teach him to become a mature person. Now, if church, like our church here or another church, 
to say that you no, know, we have to take over or to give another person to lead a church, and maybe maybe they see these people are not capable. Why they are not capable? It's not that pe- that people problem. It's you as a leader's problem because in Matthew chapter ten verse one to six, the Bible says Jesus he called two of disciples and he started teach them. After teaching them, he gave them power to go the whole world mm-hmm. to heal people, to make people freely freedom. You see. Means as a leader, if God gives you that authority to become a leader, means you have something which is which is different with other people in the church or in the family. And that something is we call the Holy Spirit of God. Mm-hmm. We are not depend the college Bible. Mm-hmm. We depend the Holy Spirit. That is the original college Bible. And many churches, many leaders are very behind or out of the work of God because they enter in God his work with physical mind. Means they are not dependent the Holy Spirit. They depend their experience. I'll give you one example. After Judas to be killed themselves, they remain 11 disciples. Now, as a Bible, oh, Jesus, he need 12. Mm-hmm. Who can replace Judah, his place? Peter, he was a leader of these 12 disciples. Now, when Judas die, died, they must to replace another person. Peter, he didn't pray to God. No. He didn't cry to God. No. Jeremiah chapter 33, verse 3. The Bible says, call me, I'll answer you. But Peter, he didn't. No. He called Matthias. You know Matthias? Mm-hmm. Is the one who replaced Judas. Yeah. Why? He used physically knowledge. Physically wisdom. He used all an experience. He did he don't want to depend on Jesus. He depend himself's experience. And when Matthias started working, he didn't write any letter, any book. There's no any story of Matthias in the Bible. You know why? Because Peter he called him because of their family. He was a family of member family to Peter physical family. Ah. Even today some leaders in the churches they are always Use physical lives, physical families. This is my friend. This is my 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 uncle, my auntie. Come, but it's not calling God. It's not asking God before to call this person. And we are not dependent physical families. We depend spiritually. Families means a family from Jesus. If we depend on Jesus, one we have to 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 stay together as leaders. To cry to mighty, see the work mm-hmm. is dry. Mm-hmm. How, how can we do so that to solve or to re, to restore the church? Because we are not dependent ourselves. No, there is somebody who allow us to become the leaders. It's Jesus Himself. That's why Moses, if he managed, he was teached by Jesus or by God, and God he allow him go. Like Jesus, he called, he teached. Here, as me, there are many people who can manage here, as my experience. But why people are, are have limits? Why? Why? And through that, the results, the results is always dry in the church. Blessings dry. People here, some when they go home, when he stay home, maybe after one year, he just that in, in home, no, 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 not to have that courage to go to church because leadership, leadership has a problem. So, to become a leader, must to have God His heart, or heart of God, heart of God, mercy, 
which we call in other word in Hebrew we call agapao love. Agapao love means universal love for everybody. Love them. When you go in 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 John chapter 10, the Bible says Jesus has 100 sheep. Only one if you go out, if you leave, Jesus will leave this 99 and you go to search or to seek the one who who go. You see? But and that that means as leaders, when we see the church, the chairs are empty every Sunday. What is it? Which, which is our work? To go to seek, to visit, which we call in French, edifier l'église. It means visit, courage, help them. That is our, our work as leader people or leaders. Now, if we could say that, no, these people are not able, are not mature, are not grow enough to lead the church. It's not a problem of this person who are not able. It's your problem as a leader. You have to teach them. Yeah, Jesus, he teached. God, he teached Moses. You too, you have to teach people. So that one day, because Moses, when he was old enough, he prepared Joshua. Elijah, before to go heaven, he prepared Elisha. You see? Paul, before he died, he prepared Timothy. As, as, as a leader, you must have God, his love, God, his mercy, God, his heart. Love is share. Share your experience. Share your anointing for other people so that tomorrow you become a dictionary person for those people which you, 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 you teach them to grow up. Now, if you limit your experience life, you, you are always make dry your blessings for people because some people in the church they, they feel sad they feel they feel pains but they cannot tell you you see so now as a, as a, as a leaders me i was i was i received a, a, a preaching or i i received education for my 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 apostle pastor that's why i'm kaskile today me too i have to to show to manifest that loveness of God. So that the same person, one day who said, he will preach for other people that if I'm like I am today, it's because of my father's spiritual kaskile. That is my blessings. You see? Mm-hmm. Now, if we, we are just myself, which we call in, in, in a Greek word, amur, um, amur phileo, means only me, only me. Only me always, you cannot progress. Never. Never. And the church is not dependent just on myself. No. Jesus, he didn't do that. We are the time of Jesus. We are not the time of Moses. We are the time of Jesus. Jesus, his time is church. That is the time of Jesus. Moses was the time of temple. We have to follow Jesus' way. John chapter 6 verse 14. I'm the way. The truth and the life. We have to follow Jesus' way. That's why many churches have serious problems. Because we are not dependent. We are not follow Jesus' his way. We depend ourselves. And the Moses make hand over with, with Joshua. Why? That was God wants. You too, me too, you too, everyone here. Everyone is able and capable to preach. Yes, like I know. If we allow, if we teach, if we manifest the loveness of God for other people. No one has born to know anything. Everybody, he was learning here. So, thank you so much for that. And if he, Nehemiah, he managed to build the temple or Israel, to build. What, what means of building are you talking? Spiritually, it's not this. To build the image of God, people. To teach them, to make them to turn back to God. Mm-hmm. People who fail. It's our, 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 our time to wake up and to see far 
Our church people finished. How can we do? Because one day, the eyes of mighty is always see. A leader is a person, is a worker, is not a boss. Jesus only is our boss. So, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. As Kaskila, I don't know. And to manage the church or people to feel to go to church Sunday if the church is always stand to the prayer. Church must have prayer. Church, prayer. Not only Sunday, no. Prayer as a leader to cry to God. Restore your church, Jesus Christ. Ourselves, we, we can't manage anything. We need your help. Help your church. Remember your church. Remember your children, Jesus. But if you always, only Sunday, Sunday, it's not a solution to build, to restore the temple or the children of mighty God. And that's why always, sometimes, you don't know, maybe Jesus is crying because, because of our, our leadership or because of me or because of other person here. You, you don't know. Nothing else would help Love lifted me Love lifted me Love lifted me When nothing else could help Love lifted me God gave his son when nothing else could help. God gave his son. God gave his son. God gave his son. When nothing else could help. God gave his The sun gave his life when nothing else could help. The sun gave his life. The sun gave his life. The sun gave his life when nothing else could help. The sun gave his life. Lord, we thank you for all your word that, that came forth from all the different sources today. Um, pray, pray the one true source is that the Holy Spirit brought it forth, and we thank you for that. Um, we pray for uh, those out there that might not know you, that that they will contemplate on things that are going on in the world and, and see uh, the joy of the Lord on your people, so that they might desire that. Um, if there are those out there who, that would uh, be considering that right now, just repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I need you in my life. You're, my, you're the only hope for this world. And I know that, that I need you with the way I have done things, it has not been good enough. But with you, I hear that there is promise that, that I can succeed, that there is victory in Jesus, and that I choose to accept this. Uh, I ask your forgiveness for the sins that I have committed and, and may commit in the future. I ask forgiveness of those things and, and trust that you do love me and that you will help me through these and that I now accept you as my Savior and give my life over to you and let it be now to your glory, to the glory of your Son, Jesus. Amen. If you prayed that prayer or if there you had questions or comments on, on uh, what we had here tonight, um, we would like to hear from you. 
And we, our address is General Shepherd Fellowship, 2905 Bildahl, B-I-L-D-A-H-L Street, Rockford, Illinois, 61109. And we trust that, that this is, has been a blessing to you and that it's been thought-provoking and will inspire you to great things. But to do justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with thy God. He has shown the old man what is good and what does the Lord require of thee but to do justly and to love mercy and to walk only